What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And before we get into quick reminders, I want to give you another quick reminder real fast that we are doing our month of... Uh, you guys voting for our game of the month in December. The way that works real quick is you guys in every single episode of this month, type in GOTM game of the month, and then type in a name of a game it can be a, a game that you've been posting on every video, or you want to throw a couple different ideas out there. Every time that name comes up, I'm going to put it on a list. Every time that name comes up again, I'm going to put a check mark next to it. Whichever ones get the most check marks will be in a polling next month. And we will determine what you guys picked for us to play in December for game of the month. But the only way that we can know what you guys want us to play is if you comment those games down below. So you can either do that independently or individually, or you can comment like you normally do on the videos. And then just at the bottom, put GOTM game, blah, blah, blah. And a couple of you are playing a little more aggressive than other people. So, uh, so far we have some games that are looking pretty, uh, pretty, pretty voted for. Some people are staying, um, um, pretty dedicated to every episode mm. saying the same thing. And that's the way the game's played. So if you guys want to have a voice on that, make sure to comment uh, down below on any episode in October. Uh, you can even go back to the episodes that start in October and go through every single one if you want to, and I will get those um, on my list. And hopefully Chevy can also help me in finding the ones that I have not liked and told you that I have noted that in my list. If I have not said that, somebody let me know so I can get that all set up. That aside, that should be fun. I can't wait to see what we play in December. And I can't wait to see what you guys say we should play. There's already a pretty, some pretty interesting ones. There's one on there that I've never even heard of. It was like a DS game, and it's on Steam. So that's a really interesting one to see. Um, then obviously, we've got like Overwatch, Jurassic World Evolution, a couple other games. Games that I'm not playing are games I've never played. So it'll be really cool to see what happens. For sure. Um, so that's just a quick reminder. And I will be making, I'm going to be making a video to explain this a lot shorter and putting it on the video so you guys don't have to hear my different ways of explaining this every single fucking time. Uh, yeah, so quick reminders to play The Last of Us Remastered and MLB The Show 19. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those. Come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know, let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game randomly picked this month is Dauntless. It is a free-to-play uh, Monster Hunter style game. You can download that on Xbox, PS4, PC. And you can play it across with everybody. So it doesn't matter what you're playing on. It's free to play. Uh, I've already sank a lot of hours into it. I haven't really spent money on it. So got nothing to lose. Check it out. We'll be talking about that on Game of the Month. We also have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And I want to thank everybody who sat through the long ass slog that was Man of Medan. I did a stream of that. Full playthrough. It apparently is a five to six hour game. I beat it in less than four. And I was very angry. So if you'd like to see me uh, bitch about a game for a while check out that stream I did recently. <laughs> and that video also counts as a video you can vote on. So make sure to go comment on that. Uh, Tasty Tuesday, we got two bits of news to talk about that are both kind of uh, interesting. But before that, I touched on this a little bit already. I want to give you an opportunity to give your um, opinion because obviously Tasty Lou Gaming is my channel. I own it. What I say goes with it, but I don't speak for everyone on the channel. You have your own voice, and I wanted to talk a little bit about what you think about the Blizzard Hong Kong situation. We don't have to go into full details on it. Everybody probably knows quite a bit about it. Yeah. But essentially, uh, China, in my opinion, is doing some very uh, horrific things to people in Hong Kong. It's political stuff. I really like to stay away from that on this channel, but it's just a fact. And, uh, you know, with recent events... Uh, with the guy who was playing Hearthstone, said some pro Hong Kong stuff. Blizzard essentially uh, took his title away, took his money away. I believe they're giving it back now. 
Um, they gave a half-assed statement about it. The statements are different in China than they are here. And uh, it's a big mess. There's there's protests planned for BlizzCon. BlizzCon's going to be a fucking shit show. Um, Blizzard has been pretty tight-lipped about a lot of this because they're probably in panic mode. And um, it's pretty crazy because regardless of where you stand politically, and this has been refreshing for me, uh, someone who follows politics, it seems like no matter where you stand, most people are on board with the idea that uh, human rights should be protected. Um, people have a right to uh, you know, live um, hopefully free, and uh, people who impose on that um, should not be doing that. And companies who silence people talking about that in certain degrees um, and censoring them uh, you know, to make sure that they're keeping that cash flow coming in, uh, in my opinion... Uh, are kind of shitty. So I, is there anything you kind of want to like throw out there? What's your thoughts on that? Because, uh, you know, some people might not know uh, fully what's going on. They're just like, oh, I like I like, wow. What, why is everybody upset? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, and you kind of said it, it, it. The whole thing's been kind of uh, crazy to watch anyways, because no, it seems no matter what. It's a big deal. It, it makes bigger than games. On, uh, it seems like most people are kind of on the same page, except for either those who are ignorant of the situation or people who are. Um, I gotta be careful here. <laughs> yeah, um, really uh, far in a direction where they they actually do agree with what's going on over there. And, there are some people. <clears throat> yeah, and I actually saw one on Twitter today that blew my mind. That being said, I know we talked about prior, and I was talking about people who are pro. Uh, China, that situation, and you're like, well, oh, I really ran into that. I'm like, no, 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 they exist. So yeah, it's yeah, interesting ran that you one. ran into yeah. yeah. And it was mind blowing. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't agree, obviously, with with anything that's going on in that whole situation. But to keep it to the the Blizzard situation, to keep it to a gaming thing, I think the approach they took with a person expressing, um, you know, what I view as their their freedom of speech. Um, was really poorly handled because I can understand to an extent if you have a company policy that says if you are official representative of the company, you have to do blah, 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 do a certain way, sure. right? That being said, <clears throat> they they didn't like just go through and give them a slap on the wrist. They pretty much were just like, nope, you're done. And that that was very extreme. And then they were very unapologetic about it to the point where like even the, the newscasters or the, the live casters or whoever were part of it, they didn't even say anything. They were they were. Uh, disassociated uh, from Blizzard at that point. Yeah, one so. of the announcer guys that's supposed to be at BlizzCon, he uh, he dropped out in protest for this. I mean, it's... And and one thing that's really interesting about this well, and I was listening to... Um, oh, man, what's his name? Mark Kern? Whatever he used to work for... Uh... He's the one I found that person commenting on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, well, he's kind of polarizing anyway because weird shit, I don't get it. But he worked on uh, Vanilla. Uh, wow, the original. And... Um, and uh, so, I mean, he has insight or whatever, and he, he's just disappointed to see Blizzard, who used to be, who would never do this. They were uh, a, a consumer-friendly company for a long time. Yeah, he was essentially saying that one of two things happened with this. Either, like, someone high up got a phone call at, like, 2 a.m. That's like, you need to fucking take care of this, like, right now, like, money-wise. And so they made a really, like, crazy uh, decision. out of mm -hmm. Like, they're like, I, I got to take care of this. And now they're, like, backtracking off it, kind of, or backpedaling. Or someone in the middle who is not as involved just enforce something, and someone on this side of uh, of um, those those deals uh, between China and Blizzard uh, went, oh fuck, like you, we I, we shouldn't have done that. 
um, and now they're in panic mode, like trying to, how do we fix this? Because they're not going to backpedal from China. There's there's too much money to be made there. Yeah. Um, but they also they they have an image here, and people have celebrated that image. Um, not to get too deep into it, but like um, companies don't really care about people a whole lot, especially the bigger they are. And, Most don't. And one thing that's been illuminating, a lot of people are talking about this now. Uh, finally, is for instance like characters in Overwatch. Um, there's uh, obviously um, LGBT or BT characters that are in Overwatch here in the West, but in China they're not. They're not, yeah. uh, you know, part of that community, and so that just shows really that Blizzard's pandering to the countries that they're in. Right. And um, and so a company that's capable of doing that, uh, and then also like making a decision like this out of out of the fucking blue, real quick, it really shows how much they care about. The money and not the community, which really sucks to say because I know there's some diehard Blizzard fans still. Um, it's just getting really hard to watch with the very real scary shit that's going on over there and people having an issue with it and Blizzard going like, you can't say that. Now, kind of like what you were saying earlier, if they had a rule ahead of the time already that was like, in these events, no politics talk. No talking about politics. I think there is technically a rule because I think it was brought up uh, when they originally were uh, justifying the, their decision. But uh, at the end of the day, <clears throat> even just like, and I, outside of just the hum- humanity aspect of it, just from a PR perspective, it was just such an extreme and bad decision yeah. like, to make. So I just. And it's the wrong side to be on. Yeah, for sure. In my opinion, but I mean, like, if you know what's going on over there, uh, it's it's really fucking weird to be citing where the money's at when the atrocities that are happening, where that money's coming from, are coming from there. Yeah. So uh, it, it just doesn't look good, especially when you're a company that's built your image off of community and pretending to care about certain communities. This is my like only, only company. Either. It's not. This it's is not. a gaming there's, channel, there's obviously. actually there's there's a whole list now. There's a website that has all these lists of companies that are uh, associated with Chinese companies. That uh, this is probably a really important uh, topic for people. That which companies are in the interest of essentially other countries, yeah. and uh, how much do they actually care about the consumers here, but also the communities here? For sure. Um, Tim Sweeney came out from Epic Games and said that forty uh, percent of the company is owned by um Chinese company and uh that's a huge chunk but he said he is the active uh shareholder of his company and while he is that he'll allow people to say and discuss whatever they want to when it comes to that stuff and they won't punish people that's a PR move for sure and if he backs that very good on him for I sure. like to hear that that's ballsy as fuck we don't know if it's true though because we haven't seen it done I feel like we're gonna be seeing someone test that soon there's a lot of people calling uh, for people to do it just say something um we're also seeing like uh, May, uh, Overwatch character, obviously, uh, being used as a symbol of freedom in Hong Kong right now. That happened overnight. overnight they made a yeah. joke about it and already was over there. So, and uh, apparently Blizzard has taken down, or somebody has taken down a statue of May somewhere, I forget what the fuck it was. Like, overnight, it's gone. Um, so, they're in crisis mode right now. Cri- like, crisis control. It's really fucking crazy to watch. And this is beyond just video games, but it's this is a gaming channel, so it's kind of important to talk about because we've been talking about Blizzard for a long time, we got love for old franchises, obviously. Some of the new direction they've taken has been questionable, but this is like 
this is like a really big deal. I mean, I can't really think of another company that's. I can't um, think of a, I brought up these thoughts in my head when it comes to what's right or wrong. I can't think of such a backlash that like people aren't only just like uninstalling, you know, Battle.net and and all their Blizzard games, but they're also like canceling their WoW subscriptions. And then even on top of that, there you get people emailing Blizzard to delete their accounts. Yeah. That's for some people years of progress. They're yeah. just saying. Get rid of it. I don't want it. Yeah, I mean, this is from, like, both sides of the political spectrum as well, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. So, I mean, like, it's kind of across the board. It's really kind of amazing to watch. I hate to see it happen because I don't want any company making these decisions and alienating people and defending, essentially, through, you know, kind of side routes, horrible things. But uh, the, just to see how passionate people are about, like, no, 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 this this isn't right um, is crazy. I mean, there's people who are who are reporting that they couldn't cancel their accounts. Blizzard wasn't doing it, but then someone's saying it takes a while with Blizzard. They're very thorough. So, and I believe that they For, always oh yeah, they always have been very thorough about stuff. They kind of led the way with online gaming for a while there. So, like, uh, they're they're very good at what they do when it comes to that stuff. So, the idea of you know so many people coming in and deciding to cancel at once, they're probably like, ah, uh, but um, people were threatening to like say like obscenities in chats and stuff over and over and over until they banned them um, and got rid of them. So uh, it's really, really fucking crazy. It's really crazy to watch. Um, and, you know, obviously there's there's a lot to say here, but, I mean, I don't know if Blizzard can fucking fix this. Not quickly. <laughs> Just because uh, they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to do anything to ruin what they got going on with China. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Um, so uh, that's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to fix this. It's either going to, people are going to just like forget about it once they announce Diablo four or wherever the fuck. But uh, for me, it's going to be really hard because I'm pretty politically activated, even though I don't really like to talk about it on the channel. Yeah. Well, to echo, but not to quote verbatim, um, that guy who did work on Blizzard that you brought up earlier, mm -hmm. Mark. Can't remember his name now. It's Kern or Karn. Anyways, he had basically said on Twitter today, and I and I like his approach to this this uh, statement. He said, "Just remember that when when they show off Diablo Four and when they show off um, all the new stuff for their their games that exist and stuff, <clears throat> that you know he you're it's okay for you to be excited for the games and stuff like that. Just remember." where the money is coming from to make these games um, and what's happening to those people right now. So, yeah. Um, he's also very, I watched him and um, uh, Jeremy Hambly talk about, uh, talk about this for like two hours, which is really an interesting conversation to listen to. But uh, one point they both tried to make is even though they're pulling out of this and they're being very vocal about all this shit, um, uh, they don't want to make people feel like, uh, they're bad if they want to keep playing those games. For sure. And I wouldn't want to do that either, for sure. Yeah. I just more so want to be clear about my opinion because this is a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, I have no interest in, in financially uh, <clears throat> assisting uh, Activision Blizzard right now. So Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they don't want to alienate people, but uh, they do say that, you know, if you want to be active, at least, like, share the information out there let people know and um yeah there's ways ways to help without stop you know without 
quitting a game you've been playing for years or love for whatever. Sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think that's really important because uh, you know, with how many people who are uh, at each other's throats constantly when it comes to opinions in general, but in gaming, it can be a pretty shitty community sometimes when people are like, "Oh, fuck you, blah blah blah. You got this. I got this. I don't like what you got. Blah blah blah," or what you like to play or whatever. Uh, I, I, you know, one thing that I really try to push with this channel in this community is uh you should be able to talk about anything um you know a little bit of ribbing here and there is fine we do that a lot here but uh when it comes down to it you know i don't like the idea of discluding people from the greater community of gaming and stuff and so when it comes to the blizzard thing some people don't know as much as others some people might not care as much as others some people might care but don't want to give up all that time they invest in a game or they really love a game i get it all uh you know so i just want to be clear on where i'm at where you're at mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it's completely understandable to for it to be difficult to make a, a a decision like that when you've invested the years involved in in what you probably have spent in, in just even speaking just for Warcraft alone. So, yeah, um, that isn't going to be easy for a lot of people to just be like, "Oh, I'm done with that." So, I mean, no, like that's understandable. Yeah. That'd be hard to make that decision. <laughs> so, I saw people all over Twitter, you know, posting pictures of their cancellations stuff like that and a lot of people are really adamant about doing it it's it's kind of crazy to watch yeah, but uh for sure. but blizzard has been kind of going down that path anyway um i think it's pretty unrelated to that but it is kind of another thing to drop on top of it so yeah although i do think we'll be seeing a diablo 4 trailer very soon oh yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i'm kind of curious i'm going to be down in anaheim for vacation here shortly um and I'm sure the convention center is going to be decorated for BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious to go walk down the street and see what it looks like. Yeah, people are speculating there ain't going to be like Q&As or anything there, which I can understand because people are going to say all sorts of crazy shit. Um, and uh, there's definitely going to be protests there. Like I was saying, Jeremy oh, yeah. Hambly already gave like $3,000 to a group for their protest and all sorts of stuff. So it's definitely getting funded. Um so it's going to be really crazy to see. It's also going to be really crazy to see how other companies handle this uh, very um, clear-cut reaction to this because you've already seen, uh, I forgot the name of the company, but one of the bigger esports or the biggest esports companies out there, uh, there's an internal memo telling their employees don't talk about this at all. Yeah, I wonder so, why. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it's it's really weird. It's really sketchy, but... Uh, I'm sure but, we're on a, a list now too. We're never gonna get Chinese money. Right, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't do this for money anyway. Um, as anybody who watches the channel regularly knows. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? So you don't support it? You don't no, support them? I don't at all. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, at this point in time, I, I have no intention of uh, knowingly spending money on anything Activision Blizzard releases for the time being. So yeah, for sure. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you think about this whole situation is there something that's developed since we've talked about this that'd be worth talking about I really don't want to talk about it, but I feel like we have to talk about it it's a, re it's, a re it's the biggest news story right now and uh, yeah even though I don't want to go into the details of it because that will start getting into the political stuff um, it, it is worth us expressing where we stand on it let us know in the comments where you guys stand and uh, yeah no judgment um, unless you're an asshole but uh, you know, yeah, that, no need that, for that. that typically doesn't happen around here. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments everything you think about when it comes to uh, Blizzard, Hong Kong, uh, Freedom, uh, China, and um, yeah, all that shit. And uh, put GOTM 
and a game in that comment. Um, yeah, so we got two bits of news we're going to talk about. Uh, that one a little longer than I thought, but it's definitely worth talking about. So, um, yeah, first bit of news real quick. Uh, so ray tracing, the, uh, the the word that keeps popping up when it comes to new consoles and new technology, new games coming out, is uh, apparently... Uh, going to be put into cherry-picked games by NVIDIA. NVIDIA has uh, begun hiring uh, for a producer to lead the project uh, where they will start taking older games and implementing ray tracing into uh, those games. Um, if you don't know what ray tracing is, to simply put, it is a uh, lighting and sound technology, to put it basically. Um, took me seeing it visually to finally understand what it is, but essentially you have a point from where you're seeing to a point where you're looking, and there's a ray. Not you don't see it, but it's a technology that's using this uh, this ray that's invisible, and it is calculating how uh, light and shadows. It seems when I look at it, and uh, sound is traveling through the room, and you get way more uh, realistic uh, lighting. Um, that is, in my opinion, really fucking crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, they're talking about, let's see, the studio behind the listing is Lightspeed, uh, who specializes in PC ports. Uh, they brought Half-Life 2, Doom 3, Portal to the NVIDIA Shield. Everybody remembers that and loved that, huh? And uh, most recently, it made uh, Quick 2 RTX, which is a ray-traced remake of the 1997 first-person shooter, which I need to look into that. That's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, so... They're looking into putting ray tracing into older games uh, to kind of give them uh, a boost in the modern day and to offer um, a new way to look at older games. Uh, what do you think about this news? Uh, is this exciting? Is it not exciting? Do you think it's whatever? And uh, what games would you like to see possibly have some ray tracing added to it? Um, it's kind of crazy that they can just kind of take a new technology and throw it into an older game. I think it's interesting that uh, <clears throat> NVIDIA is the one doing it. And so obviously they're going to talk to the devs. Of, of well, I mean, they make the RTX cards, which are ray tracing cards. So Yeah, it just it, it would kind of expect them to be like, oh, we'll, we'll help. You know, the devs are going to do it and we're just, we'll be here for support. Because that's usually the way it works, like their drivers and stuff like that. That is, yeah. There's that, a that is representative yeah. that from NVIDIA that assists them in, in any issues they have with getting their stuff to be compatible or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It's interesting that they are kind of taking the lead on that. But, of course, they want to show it off. So I get it, too. When they're uh, selling those cards, too, they want to you know, be like, hey, you got an RTX card. I think I have a 2080. Is that what I have? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which does ray tracing at maximum shit. It's fucking amazing. If they told me, hey, some older game you love now has ray tracing, that'd be a big sell, sell for me. I think, um, I don't know, I think it's neat. Because, like, in... You guys aren't going to be able to necessarily see it, but if you get a chance, look it up. They they added ray tracing to Minecraft, and yeah, um, it's crazy looking. And it it's weird because it's like it's still blocky. But yeah, it it's still Minecraft in every way, except for it's got these weird like really well done graphics mixed in there. Uh, it's it's confusing to explain. You just have to look the at it. The biggest thing you'll notice specifically with the ray tracing is it it affects specifically in the game control when you turn it on and off. It really changes so much stuff to the point where the amount of reflections. This when they say it's lighting, it's it's really simply putting it because it, there's reflections on every surface now. 
um, that are being actively rendered. Like before, you'd have to have a mirror, and it would indep independently render a pretty much a separate screen. That's why the graphics on mirrors typically is lower in games. Yeah. But in this, it's actively it's it's reflecting the light that's actually casting across the room that's making the shape of your body so you're actually seeing active reflections yeah. as you play off of any surface that can have those and the lighting is uh from this point to this point softened and it's not just like an individual light source they created to make that illusion it's literally how the light is traveling across the room and the big thing i noticed is uh shadows when you're closer to the light source it grows and gets huge and when you go away it's uh uh smaller um like in real life, whereas in a lot of games, there's hard shadows and then they soften the outside to make them look better in the future. Now there's actually an, an active reactive shadow that's happening. So yeah. um, in that Minecraft thing, coming back to that, if you look at the lighting, it's really weird because it's it kind of slowly fades down the walls and stuff. And it gives you really uh, interesting like um, skyscapes mm -hmm. because of it. And then you get water reflections and stuff. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I was going now. Uh, Sorry. No, that's fine. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm always, I'm always happy to see an advancement in, in graphics because obviously, we want to see it get better and better and better. Um, especially when AAA companies get their hands on it, we get to see the the pinnacle of what games can look like. So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I, I appreciate it in that regard. I do know, like right now, the the. Uh, adoption of it uh, on a personal computer is very expensive so oh yeah uh, that won't last forever but right now yeah. well like i said prior um the consoles are going to have They're ray tracing have on it, them yes. so that's really going to bring it into everyone's house it is because right now cost of entry is fucking expensive yes like i keep eyeballing graphics cards and i'm not yeah. willing to pull the trigger on it yet so <clears throat> yeah i did it was a chunk of money yeah so but uh no, it's it's neat. Um, it, it does like I said with the Minecraft thing, and then even like when they're bringing up Quake Two, there it kind of trips me out to think about old looking games with that modern technology mixed because the, with it. The graphics haven't gone up, but the lighting technology is. So you're still looking at those like polygons you're used to, and all the squared shapes and weird circles and shit. But then the lighting is going to be like modern. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, it's it is. It's hard to explain. Definitely. You know, take some time to, to check it out. Um, as far as like uh, ga old games, I'd like to see it in. Um, I mean, obviously, I play a crap ton of Final Fantasy fourteen, so I would like to see it in there. It'd be a very demanding game. Uh, yeah, MMOs in general, I think, would be pretty rough. Uh, but even on, a, I guess, on a smaller scale, though, um, I have been playing a lot of Destiny two lately, and I know people are freaking talking it up like crazy on Reddit right now. Um, you know, Destiny two, I think, would be a good candidate, or most shooters in general. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just games be, like that are always the forefront. Just mm -hmm. like racing games, uh, for those kind of technologies. Well, and there's just really cool environments that you go through in Destiny because of it. it's a sci-fi game. So you yeah. you get like those caves with the weird lighting and stuff like that, and it would just make it more eerie, I think, and stuff like that. So even a game like um, kind of an old reference now because it's been out for a while, but like Far Cry Five. Yeah. Uh, the ambience of that uh, world is really fucking cool. To get that realistic lighting would be very fucking dope. Yeah, and it's not an older game, but um, then go back and do all the Metro games. Oh, That's fuck, I good. would love that, yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, they're already good-looking games. Oh, yeah. And then to throw, like I said, Oddball in there. All I can think of is 2D games right now. That's not going to work. Stardew so. Valley. 
That would be yeah. <laughs> I don't projected. Th- I don't think that would work. The two D. <laughs> Be fucking weird. I think looking. it kind of has to be a 3D game. It would have to be, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. That's oh, what I'm saying. Souls games. There we go. That'd be cool. Yeah. More yeah. atmosphere with lighting. So. Yeah, especially if you were to play like Bloodborne, with yeah. uh with ray tracing because they got really weird with the physics in that game and like a lot of the monsters, their bodies just have pieces moving everywhere. Yeah, imagine so the if light had, like cutting through. If the you floor, had realistic so. lighting across that room, even though light you didn't notice before would still have to physically cascade through the room so you would see it would be a lot more atmospheric for yeah. sure yeah that's pretty much my thoughts on it though. first thing i thought of was fear fear would be fucking awesome with uh ray tracing the game well, looks i was saying do quake 2 so <laughs> yeah do quake 3 i like quake 3 better um blasphemy to some others others will understand me that's a risky one yeah it's mixed though um because quake threes uh i was watching a thing recently talking about the success of quake three versus quake two on a popular scale like when it came out mm-hmm. um two has a legacy three though uh more people are playing at once um so it makes sense anyway uh fear would be an awesome one i have a real i have a real deep love for fear um, me and Almix, I've talked about this a couple times now. And, uh, when this came up, I thought about the conversations we've, we've had about it. Um, he was watching me play control and I was kind of talking to him about what I learned about ray trace and stuff like that. And we were having a conversation about that. And they were both talking about how, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 with ray tracing would be fucking insane. The game already, I think is one of the best looking games in existence, um, to add ray tracing to that. And it's coming out to PC like next month. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, which is crazy. Um, if they can put ray tracing in that game, holy fuck, it'd be insane. In fact, any Rockstar game, uh, Grand Theft Auto V would look great with ray tracing. Um, horror games, I think most horror games would. Uh, it'd be very cool to see a horror game with ray tracing Ooh, in Dead it. Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight would be cool. Um, but even like um, Evil Within, Evil Within Two, mm-hmm. Evil Within Two is actually a really pretty looking game. Uh, so with more atmospheric lighting, it'd be very fucking cool. I'd love to see a horror game with that kind of lighting and see how much it can make the horror experience better or maybe make it worse. I don't know. I just played a uh, fucking Man of Medana and I fucking hate that game. So they can add ray tracing to that. I won't even play it. Um, racing games though. Racing games would be huge. I'd love to see it in the next Forza game, the next Gran Turismo game, but even older ones that are already out. Um, it'd be very cool to see that implemented because I've been saying ever since I learned more about ray tracing that, uh, you know, first person shooters, and racing games are always like some of the best looking games ever when they come out. They got like the newest and best technologies when it comes to graphics and stuff because you're up close and personal in those games. It's all about what you're looking at up close and they really got to show those graphics. And uh, every time a new racing game com- comes out that's like the biggest and best of that time, the cars are trying to look more and more realistic. Mm-hmm. The crowds are trying to look more and more like real people. The tracks are just trying to look more uh, realistic in their color tones and stuff like that. To be able to add lighting of like driving through trees or whatever and watching that reflect off the car and everything would be fucking amazing. I, I would, would actually love that experience. Um, as much as I would love to obviously see it in the Gran Turismo game, I think it would, uh, I think it benefit Forza more, which I never thought I'd say anything like that just because like Forza is really experimental with weather effects and they would really have a lot of fun with that, I think. And also, Forza's uh, sound effects are really meaty. Yeah. Um, and I think would work really well in that. Uh, that's one thing I, the Gran Turismo, I think, kind of lacks in is their sounds are kind of, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the most recent one isn't too bad. Um, 
But uh, as for like graphically and stuff like that and lighting, I, I, I couldn't pick either or. I thought no, for sure. was fantastic looking. Um, I was more so referring to the fact that Forza is usually experimenting with weather stuff yeah. a lot. And then, yeah, sound effects. Yeah, a lot of the stuff they're doing, though, um, not to go into taste cast territory, but we didn't do taste cast. Um, did you hear about uh, Flight Simulator? Mm-mm. It's going to have a fucking, apparently, it's going to be a full render of the world. And they said you're going to fly over like any neighborhood you've lived in or live in. I've seen a lot of screenshots um, and stuff. So. And I forgot, Pentabyte? I think the game size is like two Pentabytes. Which is like that's, some that's odd, like 200 or five, some odd thousand fucking 2000. Some, some crazy shit amount of fucking, it's the size is gigantic. Yeah. But you're going to be, when you install it, you're going to be streaming it off of their servers because you're not going to be able to install it. Yeah, well, obviously, no one has hard drives that big yet. And yeah, well, yeah, of course. And uh, <clears throat> they're saying like it's going to have like the, uh, the most realistic, uh, and uh, modern weather systems ever created in a game. Um, and I was reading that show. I was like, even on the text, I was like, holy shit. So I got to play that. <laughs> Hopefully that was Ray Tracy. That's another one I keep seeing Reddit talk about a lot. So That's weird. Because yeah. like I always was like, oh, yeah, I like those games. And even then, when I was younger, people talked flight sim up like crazy. So it's just a sure. learned thing. But those, uh, those kind of games kind of disappeared for a while because people wanted like more focused games and less like, oh, make your own fun. But it seems like, especially with games like Farming Simulator and shit getting bigger and bigger, uh, it seems like people want, like, any avenue of gaming they can get now, which is nice to see again. Yes. Um, and so Flight Simulator coming out now makes a lot of sense. I thought that was one of those games I was like, ah, that series is dead. So glad to see that. Um, but anyway. It's coming um, back and fucking hard. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a really, really ambitious thing. They're using, like, something through Bing, of course, because that's Microsoft. Uh, their technology and AI learning when it comes to like uh, this engine being able to replicate the whole earth, which is not, I, I don't think it's been done. Although everybody's like, I'll raise you uh, elite dangerous. Cause I guess elite dangerous has like, I don't buy it in like detail, but I guess they have like a one-to-one scale of like the Milky way, but you're not going on to individual planets, seeing every fucking detail of them. Right. So it's more like, I'm sure it's streaming. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this too much. This is like, this is taste cast shit. But uh, yeah, ray tracing, um, you know, it's coming into older games and it's really fucking cool. And uh, there's a lot of games. Every game, honestly, I'd like to see this implemented in, but it will be gimmicky in some games because you're going to be looking at an old game and going, whoa, look at those crazy that crazy lighting effects For sure. in, in that old game that doesn't really fit in. Uh, but some games I think will definitely benefit from, especially games that have aged really well and you see people act. I mean, I, I guarantee people are going to want Skyrim to have ray tracing in it. Um, I, yeah, I know, but you know, <laughs> P, that's one of those games that gets modded and modded and modded and modded you know, and modded. It makes sense. Yeah. So. And I'm sure there already is like something out for it already, some kind of mod, but like, oh, it'd be I'm cool sure. to see like an official thing. So just like Minecraft. Um, so yeah, all in all v- really exciting. I'm, I'm stoked for it. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Uh, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about, uh, Ray tracing coming to older games, uh, ray tracing in general, since we kind of talked about the broader scale of it. And uh, what older games would you like to see this uh, lighting and sound technology be put into? Would you like to see some weird, goofy ass game, get some crazy lighting? Or is there like a game you love from the past that you'd like to see uh, have enhanced lighting? Let me know in the comments below. Last bit of news. So if you're opted into the Steam uh, beta client, 
you are going to be getting an update on October 21st that is going to add a new beta feature for remote play together, as they're calling it. Uh, the functionality of this mode is to take any game that has local multiplayer and give it online capabilities. Uh, the way they've kind of described this is, um, and anyone with a PlayStation 4 and who has used remote play will be somewhat familiar with this. Um, if I have, let's say, uh, what was that cooking game we played? Uh, Overcooked. Overcooked. That's a really good example. Right? So we, let's say I have Overcooked, and there's a four-player local co-op game, um, and I want Seth, uh, Chris, and Josh to play with me, and they don't want to buy it. That's totally fine. I can go into the game, bring up the um, uh, overlay, and invite them by passing them a virtual controller and then they will play on my copy of the game. Now, uh, the disclaimer here is you need at least a 10 megabyte per second, uh, I believe, uh, connection for this, and I do believe that also includes upload because not only are you going to be the one running the game, you also have people's commands having to um, come to your system at the same time. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. essentially, the person who's playing the game is hosting the game, and the other people are uh remotely playing your instance of the game through streaming technology from yes. their computer multiple connections so it does take um a bit of internet to do but yeah. it's going to be a free update um but it is going to go in beta so if you want to check that out is october 21st what do you think about um them implementing this feature and and uh not only doing two player like sony does but going full blown blown uh four player and then uh the future of this um, I think it's really cool. I'm surprised to see it coming out just now, but at the same time, you can't wait much longer because where everybody's trying to push towards playing games without actually having it, just streaming them, it only makes sense to use, I would say, uh, probably an easier or the same technology to do an easier task, which is allow people to play uh, an instance of your game, uh, specifically for games that... Uh, only have local multiplayer, which is something that I, I run into rarely. But when I do, I'm like, fuck, that's, you know, for whatever reason they do it, whether they didn't want to implement it or the, you know, the the dev team is really small and they have the resources to make networking or something like that. There's so many reasons that, that they won't have that. They'll have, or they're just like philosophically, they're like, we want this to be a couch co-op game only. We don't like the idea of you playing with random people, which some people have said you like that. Um, it's very cool for somebody else to step in and go, you know, those games could probably get a lot more longevity if people had other ways to play them with people. Uh, one example that they show on uh, this website is Towerfall Ascension, which I remember uh, being a four-player local-only game. Uh, I believe we played it on uh, PlayStation Plus for Plus Club or something. But in that game, it's all small pixelated characters and you essentially jump around, I believe, a room and you have air or bow and arrows and you're trying to shoot each other. It's kind of like Smash Bros meets like one shot, one kill shit, but there's like obstacles and spikes and stuff like that. It's just an arena fighter, um, but it only has local uh, multiplayer, only have mul uh, local multiplayer. If this is the wrong game I'm <laughs> describing and you know what I'm talking about, correct me, please. Um, but I think I'm, I'm correct on this. Um, and so in that game, I played it, I bought it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. How do I, how do I play with other people? And then like, I looked at the multiplayer and it's like local only. I'm like, oh, so I'll just have to invite people over. When the fuck's that going to happen? Yeah. We're going to make a fucking three other people to play this at the same time. So, uh, 
it was a cool idea of a game, but I was like, I can't fucking play this with anybody. The cool thing about this is obviously I can play with people online, but the other thing I really like about it is they don't have to own the game. You're hosting your game uh, as a server essentially, and people just can play with you regardless if they have it. So um, it gives you uh, agency in, in purchasing a game that you might have not otherwise got to play as much as you would have liked to. You don't even have to tell your friends to go buy it. It just allows you to play that game the way you wanted to in an easier way. Gives you options. And I think it's a really cool feature that I'm glad to see. I mean, like, it seems kind of small as a feature, but um, I think it's pretty big. And uh, I, it is frustrating when you play Overcooked. That was one of our biggest gripes with Overcooked when we reviewed it um, for Plus Club is that it does not have uh, online multiplayer. Now, people say Overcooked 2 has that, mm-hmm. um, but Overcooked 1 didn't. And that was a big factor because I'm like, this game is a multiplayer game. It needs to have features to allow all the options to be able to play multiplayer. Um, and, you know, with less, no online multiplayer, uh, it really is a detriment to the game. So something like this would have been nice to have because then I wouldn't have to uh, judge the game as much uh, just based off of them not having the online play that they should have had in that game. Obviously, lessons are learned. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, seems pretty simple. I mean, not... Like, I could go do this myself, but, like, it seems like a, duh, that makes sense kind of situation. And uh, it's also cool to see Steam implementing new tech into their, into, you know, what they do. Because um, sometimes I just kind of forget that they do stuff other than sell games. I mean, yeah, I'll say Steam as a platform has a lot of features. Sure. So, yeah. And I don't use much of them, but... Uh, but, uh, yeah. And, I'm I, like I said, though, I'm, I'm glad they're st- they still roll out stuff to make steam stand out as you know the pc game store platform yeah for yeah. sure um i mean everyone's agree with everything you said there i uh i do think it's it's interesting because i i have played around with uh, share play on the ps4 a little bit and it it's kind of hit or miss like and i don't think i used it when it first came out and it's kind of laggy i'm yeah. sure it's better now um and I think it'll probably be better if they decide to keep it with the PlayStation Five. Obviously, it was something they were they were trying out. I just don't think um, the network capabilities of the PS4 like it very much. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> that being said, you know Steam's obviously going to be dependent on your system. So if you have the system for it and the internet connection, I, I imagine it's going to work just fine. Um, you know, and just to kind of reemphasize, you know, as the host, you have multiple things to take into consideration. You're running the game. You're streaming the game, and you're receiving commands from multiple different people. So you do need a good internet connection. I, um, and not everyone has that. So I mean, that's that's really going to be kind of like the one thing to think about when you're doing this. Uh, but other than that, I I mean, it's great. And like you said, Steam is really good about um, constantly making the platform not just a store, right? Evolving the platform. Yeah, it, it is. It is like. A console, essentially. It, it turns your PC into a console. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's you you're you can have the big screen mode, you can have this, it has the the VR stuff. I mean, like and a, a bunch of other features. Like it's really hard. Um they make it really hard for people to compete against them. Unless you are a big company like Epic who goes, Well, the incentive here is we're gonna make the devs essentially go, Hey, you can make more money here. Make it exclusive here. Forty percent of our company gives us a lot of money, <laughs> and we pay you guys that to come to us. So, um, 
yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see them still, like you said, rolling out stuff for Steam itself. And I hope they continue to evolve Steam as a platform because besides just being a place to buy games, which is mostly all I'm doing on it. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, you're like, man, I wish I could do this. Well, Steam's kind of making sure you can do that. So, yeah, they've been for years trying to make the Steam experience as easy and simple and what you want to be as possible. And that's commendable. Sometimes they'll roll some stuff out. I'm like, I'm not going to use that, but it's not for me. And it gets a little uh, clunky looking when they start adding too much stuff and they got to re design. Yeah. They've ruled out some features. I'm like, this ain't working as well as you guys think it might've. And then like, you'll see it kind of like get pulled back a bit or they'll like, you know, they'll finally figure out what they're trying to do with it. Um, so that's something I had to learn with steam. Cause sometimes I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Especially with like the community features when they first got, uh, introduced when they're trying to make it more like a social media yeah. thing and, um, like a social platform and people were using it, but not a whole lot of people I knew were using it, but now it seems a lot more streamlined and yeah. everything kind of is more integrated altogether. It's less like you got to go over to the pages and talk. It's more like everything. It's just like, Oh, your friend commented on this. Oh, your friend reviewed that. You can read their review and other people's reviews and For stuff. Sure. And it's all, you know, more streamlined now. So steam is always, uh, on top of it at some point. And they definitely have to be now with, uh, some real competition. Real competition for yeah. sure. Well, real competition uh <laughs> that pays to be competition but they are they are competition 100 it's not like ea or you play or Oregon yeah. or you play exactly those guys yeah. showed up and like we're here and everybody's like yeah, yeah. we're doing yeah. it too yeah. and then that was it and epic's yeah. just like kirby going and all these games just be like what the fuck <laughs> i'm like okay i mean that's you make one fucking successful game and all of a sudden you're like i'm steam too Okay. <laughs> your store is not even that great. Doesn't matter. You can buy our games. You can't get them anywhere else. Okay. Well, I guess I'll buy them there. But yeah, so this is a cool, this is a cool feature. Yes. Um, I think it is, uh, it's just a nice, uh, addition to the whole thing. So yeah. And, and yeah. I think I could, I think I would use it. In fact, I would like to see this on everything. I agree. Uh, and I do see myself, uh, potentially using it. I just don't have like an immediate use for it. Yeah, yeah, but there has been many, many times where I start up a game and I'm like, fuck, dude, local play only? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all my friends in a cramped ass room and just everybody's just reaching over each other, fucking like, ah, blah, blah, just trying to play and shit. Like, no, I, I want to be able to play. Well, I'm fucking, I'm in my 30s, dog. My friends are in their 30s. We're all living in different houses and shit. We're not having the fucking overnight land parties playing Halo. Although, if you guys want to do that, I'm fucking down. <laughs> I'll say, like, you would say no to that. I'll relive fucking those glory years. <laughs> Although diet Mountain Dew, maybe I'm not ain't drinking that shit. <laughs> trying to drink sugar anymore. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? No. Fucking hair is everywhere and striving nuts. Uh, let me know in the comments. Uh, what do you guys think about this new feature coming to steam that you can opt into and try it out? Uh, is there a game on the top of your head that you can think of that has local only that you'd like to play with other people uh is this a feature you don't think you'd be using a whole lot um is this something you'd like to see other people take and put it onto their consoles uh i would really like to see that and uh yeah what do you think about uh this technology uh 
everything that's on your mind, let us know in the comments below. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Teas and Tasty Loop Gaming. I just want to say real quick, uh, earlier this week, I did a video describing why we have been uh, uh, kind of weird in the last week when it comes to uh, the shows uh, between sickness and some personal stuff in the family that's happened. Uh, you know, that was all state of river, but you guys were all uh, very understanding and the well wishes are very much appreciated. I want you guys to know that. I want to say that to you guys. Thank you for being an awesome community and just understanding at all times. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. And just wanted to put that out there. That's going to do for this episode of Tasty Tuesday. That one, Tasty Little Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Little Gaming. Check out my streams on all three things, Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. Links down below. Chevy also streams. His link is down below as well. Sometimes. I've been slacking. <laughs> I was too, but then I played Man of Medan and I hated my life. Um, but it was streamed. People were there. I was witnessed. And you can watch it as well. Witness me. Pretty much, dude. It was rough. Um, And I was such a proponent for that game. I was like, this game's going to be good. And I was like, oh, no. This is Life is Strange too." Um, not the actual sequel. I haven't played that, but uh, as well, as well, we have discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, my name is Seth. I'm Chevy. Until the next episode, which will be tasty cast this weekend in between, uh, here and there, I'll probably do some streams. I want to do more, some more scary games. Let me know in the comments what you think I should play. Um, don't say man and Dan. That was scary enough because of how bad it was written. But until the next episode, have a good week guys and take it easy.